Sweet. I'm live on the middle. Now, look at that. You got Barrett Brooks. You got Harry Mays. Aton Chandler with you. We're live, of course, on Philly Voice. Phillyvoice.com slash the middle will be joined by Sports Map Radio, the network coming up in six minutes. So that gives us six long, hard minutes right now to jam in as much Philadelphia Eagles, Giants as we can. Of course, we're going to hit that hard on the network as well. But I just I don't know at this point, honestly. I, I don't know even what to fathom if they have come out and lose this game. That That's, I, I guess, the only thing to really hit for me in my head, guys, is what that conversation is going to be like, not only tomorrow, but moving forward, if they find a way and they find a way to lose this game. I can't accept that they're going to lose this game. I can't. I won't. They're not going to. No, they can't. No, they're not going to. They would burn the Novacare down. South Philly would be ablaze. You think so? Happens. Oh, no question, man. I don't know. In, in this year, with all that's going on and with all the injuries, I kind of look at a lot of the Eagle fans as just sort of taking their NFL, uh, you know, as sort of a an, a bonus this year. And okay, they're not so. really getting all that upset. They realize that they're, the team is really shorthanded. Carson's working, with, you know, with half a deck most games. And it's just like, hey, the division stinks. We might end up winning it by default. But what does that really do for us? And it's sort of like, let's – you know, let's just enjoy football for what it is and not get too wound up in the result. So you're saying they're on house money right now. They're they're living on house money. Um, is it house money from what still from the Super Bowl? I don't know about that. I think it's just that you look at your team and the reality of that they're not good enough because they're not healthy enough. Right. And you start okay. looking at the rest of the league and saying, you know what, this year, well, let's just see, you know, hopefully we beat Dallas twice and we could at least, you know, you know, rest on that. Maybe we make the playoffs with a seven, you know, eight and one season. You know, is that great? Uh, probably, you know, it's not really doesn't really do much for the for the Eagle fan. But it's like, let's just move on to next year at, at that point. Wait, wait a second. That makes sense. No, it, no, it, of course it doesn't make sense to you. Right. It, what you're saying is English. It's the same language that I speak, and I understand the words that you assembled, assembled, I guess, together in order to make a coherent sentence. I just don't agree with what you said. Are you telling me that if they just ride out this season, finish with a five or maybe six win season, they don't make the playoffs, they don't win this god awful division, that there won't be calls for Schwartz? Peterson, Roseman's job, and people are just, hey man, hang ten in this thing. Well, no, I, I said, I said, I said, make the playoffs. I said, if they admit, you know, seven, eight, and one, and they win this bad division, the fans know that they're not good enough to go beyond that. So it's like, I think, I think the fan is smarter than than sometimes we give them credit for. Hmm. I, you know, I don't know because um, no, since I got here, I, I mean, I got drafted here in nineteen ninety five. And I was always made aware by fans and by others that really, if you know, if you win two games and beat Dallas both games, you can go two and fourteen. So I can understand it just a little bit of what you're saying, just as long as we beat Dallas. But I think the way Carson's played the last two weeks, the fight that he has, the drive that he has. I think he got, you know, the city a little geeked up, this fan base a little geeked up, and their expectations are just a tad bit higher than they were 
you know, even, you know, after they, their first win. I think they're just a tad bit higher simply because of the way Carson is playing right now. We found a wide receiver. So those mm. are, they're kind of, you know, bringing up everybody's angst. Is, you know, uh, they're taking a little bit of angst away, but they're, they're giving a little more of a, a spirit of, all right, so you say there's a chance. And I think that's where they are. So you say there's a chance. Chance for what? Making the playoffs? I, you know, I, that chance is making the playoffs. Um, maybe, maybe even um, getting Carson is playing his first game. I mean, uh, finishing his first playoff game. Finishing just little it. things, yeah. man. Yeah, right. Yeah, finishing a playoff game. No, look, and I, I understand that there's a lot of value to that. And and I've been championing that for a minute here. It was the latest on the column that I put out for Philly Voice. We're live on phillyvoice.com slash the middle. About a minute or so we'll be joined by the network. So I understand what you're saying. Like, there's definite value to that point about getting Carson another playoff game. But I just think, like, if we're starting to talk now, already locking this game in as a win, a convincing win, and then filling in that with the conversation about, well, they could make a run, they could make a run. What happens if they win by two tonight? What happens if they win by a last-second field goal tonight? Doesn't that change a lot of people's perception of what's going on? No. Mm-mm. No, because this—I mean, this 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 fan base is is centered on the division. They switch focused on winning games outside of division, and is now focused on I want to win the division. Period. Point blank. You as know, we have as, knowledgeable fans. As long as they you know win the game by two or three, but the total goes under forty-five, I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm with that too. And everybody and their mother is betting that as well, Harry. I, they are the latest. Yeah, the latest data and signs that come from that. Doesn't look good. If, in fact, you believe that they're going to clean up. All right. We're joined by the network here. It's the middle, phillyvoice.com slash the middle. This is a Gal Media property in partnership with Jacob Media. Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You've got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. The second level. On the Sports Map Radio Network, a show where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage, home loans that fit your life. Rocket can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Alongside Super Bowl champion NBC sports analyst Barrett Brooks, longtime radio veteran. You've heard him here before, of course, on Sports Map Radio. Harry Mays, I'm Aton Shander. We're with you. For the next two on Sports Map Radio across all Sports Map Radio platforms, Ron Culver is back at the house producing the show. We also, of course, are live on the stream where you can visually consume the program. And the beauty of it is we don't break. Now, you might hear us pay some bills on the network, which keeps us up and running and keeps us afloat. But when it comes to the visual element of the show, we don't break. The conversation never stops, even on social at Harry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, yes, so yes. you're saying yesterday when I was eating my egg roll during the commercial, everybody saw me eating my egg roll. All over the That's place. right. You looked like uh, you needed a, a towel, <laughs> not a napkin, a towel. <laughs> you looked like you needed one. Yes, be careful. This is the week of hot Zooms and hot mics and everything else. So Watch out, Barrett. Everybody knows right now exactly as Harry said that we're hot, we're live. All right, coming up. As we get to stretch out for that first big chunk of a segment in four minutes, this is Thursday night football. And it just so happens to be coincidentally all three of our team right now in Philadelphia taking on the Giants. But 
I'm getting a lot of feedback about people that have no skin in this game, nothing at all, no dog in this fight, thinking this is a Giants victory. At the very least, they can cover that five, five and a half point spread. So I want names. I have a name. In fact, right. one of the names is the guy who comes up after us based in Las Vegas, Matt Peralt. So I've got texts, I've got tweets, I've got emails, I've got everything. Right. A lot of people are not as confident as you may think. All well, right, we're uh, back in three. Real quick, Harry. We're are back they taking in- the money line? Well, that's, that's again, that's the little tease here. I won't answer that now. I'll answer that coming up because that is the crux of the issue. It's one thing to take five and a half points. It's another thing to buck up and money line this sucker. You're listening to The Middle. The Middle.phillyvoice.com slash The Middle. Sports Map Radio as well. Uh, yeah, that's uh, I had Peralt hitting me up today and a couple of DMs from other people. Not Charles I mean, Peralt. No. Is there a, a more fi- who's that? Charles Peralt was a oh, CBS Peralt. News uh, anchor for 30 years. Is that right? Don't oh, yeah. He, he he hosted that Sunday CBS Sunday show for probably 20 years before. Um, before Charles Osgood, Osgood took it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Osgood's been out now for, what, a couple of years, right? Yeah. He doesn't host that show. I love that show. Carrault did the on-the-road segment where he'd drive drive around in a motorhome and, like, report, like, from a small town in New Mexico, and he'd tell you all about it. It was pretty – it was big stuff in, like, the 70s. Is that right? Yeah, I bet it would be. It was. That's before flying was was really popular. Right. Ah, I see what you're saying. You know, I I didn't take my first flight until – like 1991, I want to say. 91. Wow. Yeah. You were in a actually like on a plane. I flew to Florida. Yeah. From where though? Where were From you? Philly. Oh, okay. Okay. So what's that? Like a four-hour flight? No, it's like two and a half. I was an army brat for about six or seven years of my life. So we flew to Germany. Oh, I don't yeah. remember it though. But but after that, you know, you're right. I didn't fly. I didn't fly until um I started taking my recruiting trips. Uh, uh. for uh for college football. That's when I started flying, really. We, we need some insight into some of those trips, man. Yeah, bro. Man. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. I'll tell you a story. When we get on, I'll tell you a story about, uh, you know, my Penn State visit. Ah, any brown paper bags with cash? <laughs> no, not there, <laughs> man. I, look, I was told I wouldn't play to my senior year. Yeah. Wow. You know, well, that's yeah, enough they, to say, see you later. Right. And I did say see you yeah. later. And he and he told me see you later. Yeah. He got me out of there. <laughs> Where I was supposed to leave on Sunday. He got me out of there Saturday at 12 noon. <laughs> I was back in Philadelphia, flying back uh St. Louis. That's like yeah. a date where you don't even last until the appetizers come. Exactly. You just bail. Yep, you're just out. Like see you. I'm out. He sent me, man. He he, he sent me packing. And I and I was very respectful. In fact, I was one of the respectful guys to even made it to my appointment. Mm-hmm. My roommate that I had that was with me, he didn't even make it to the appointment. He, oh, he man. his appointment was is at at at, at uh, six. Mine was at six thirty. He woke. I woke him up at five thirty. He's like, man, I, I ain't going. I can't go anywhere. He was too drunk. I can't go anywhere, man. I, I'm not doing it. And uh, I was like, yo, I'm going. So I went. Got there at six o'clock, and we talked. And he said, um, well, Barrett, I like you. You're a good player, but you probably won't play to your senior year. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. That's, that's the place. <laughs> we have to work that in somehow here. <laughs> 
scratching beneath the surface. It's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Live alongside Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, from the local in Philadelphia, Fritz and B and Cooley Studios, and we are really just looking at tonight's game, as I'm sure that's a topic of conversation for a lot of people. We're going to have to slide some other stuff in here because from the beginning part, as we open up in the first couple of minutes, our stream exclusive of the show, we join the network at six after, but we're live on the stream right at the top of each hour. And it didn't sound like there was much to really go back and forth about. It sounds like you guys are pretty confident, uh, all on the same page, that this is going to be an easy, and I no. think easy victory, seven see, or four points. See, this is what he does, Barrett, in case you haven't figured this out yet. <laughs> he puts words in people's mouths. Did you notice right, that we said right, an right. easy victory? I never said it was going to be an easy walkover, okay? Uh, we, but he, will get, he right. will get that out there. He's just like the fake news media, and he and it's getting clicks on his, on his article and all this stuff, and that's great. I never said it was going to be easy, but I think the Eagles win the game. I think so also, but I don't it's nothing easy about this season, period. You no, know, and I mean I, I like their defense actually. They're especially a front seven. The Giants, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, I mean, they may have the the he might be one of the number one linebackers uh in our division. And you know, in Martinez, you know, this mm-hmm. guy is a tackling machine. In fact, he led the NFL in tackling like three years earlier for like two years straight. So yeah, imagine if the Eagles had a guy like that. I, I keep a telling linebacker people, that could cover right. a tackle. Imagine that. I'm There's you. nothing like as an offensive lineman looking across the offensive line and looking at that defense and trying to block somebody like Ray Lewis, uh, Hardy Nickerson, or 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 Junior Seau, or, or Sam Mills. You know, somebody like that, you know, damn, I only have to block this down lineman, but I have to go get this linebacker that's going to be hauling ass, flying around and making plays and running through people. There is no fear being set in any of those offensive linemen about going up and blocking our linebackers. None whatsoever. They got it made in the shade. Honestly, man, I, I don't know what's preventing both of you from saying they win by double digits. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you. Why, though? Like, because that's what you want. Because you want me to say it's a walkover, so then you can roll out the text that you got from your buddies out in Vegas or whatever, no, no, saying no, that they're taking the Giants. Are they taking him on the money line? I asked you that before the break. Hey, here's the thing, though. Real quick, before I answer that one, I and no, it's, it's the points. Okay. Overall, because that's that's a belligerent bet on anybody's standpoint if yeah. you take New York outright. But I've already, like, I've already identified value for me where I have them winning by at least 10 points. Hmm. So I've secured a bet on a local app that's allowed me to get the Eagles minus 10. That's how, so I'm not setting you up for anything. I'm just trying to pull you over to my side. So I feel better of and more confident. Okay. Now I, what, what's the payout on that? Like how, what are the odds on that? 180. Okay. So here's the thing though. Just look at the game itself. I get like the concerns that, Barrett mentioned about Martinez. We talked about this in overtime the other day. It was Tuesday or Wednesday, just about how concerned Barrett was early in the week. And and I get that even you, Harry, don't want to get to that point of saying, well, this is going to be a touchdown victory. But this Giants team has never, even in their win, they were a blown two-point conversion away from losing that football game to Washington. Mm -hmm. Even in their win, they have never put together a quarter 
like the Philadelphia Eagles have put together. And in some cases, the Eagles have put together a half. Now, the Eagles are not a good football team. I'm not trying to sell you on that. What I'm trying to sell both of you on is the Giants are worse than we've seen in a long as a bad team in a long time. Dallas is there now with the quarterback situation, Washington. But Philadelphia is like seven to ten points better, I think, than these other teams in New York and Washington. Even as banged up as they are. Well, that's the thing is, yes, because here's why. Here's why. And I'm glad you brought that point up. And I don't know if there's any reality to this. I don't know if there's anything that can back it up from a player standpoint. That's why Barrett is always here to make us sound smarter. But <laughs> I'm guessing, guys, honestly, I'm, this is a guess, that if you're used to being a team that's banged up, and I mean used to like three straight years, this is the fourth year in a row we're dealing with this. It's not easier to cope with overall, but it's easier to cope with than, let's say, the Cowboys, who are experiencing all of this all at once, or the Giants, who lose Saquon Barkley and haven't had to deal with losing a big player before. The Eagles, their staff and their coaching and their players, I've looked around, this isn't the first time, and said, damn, where the hell's Deshaun? Or where's Ashton? Yeah. Or where's, where's Lane? Where's everybody? So I, this I, is more the norm. That. Yeah. It's more the norm. There's a validity saying. to that. Look at you sounding all smart and everything, you know, and your analogy of why they feel as though there's an advantage in the fact that these guys stay hurt and they can coach around guys getting hurt. Did you, you guys have a pre-show call together? Is this, is, this, <laughs> is this all the jokes on me that you guys have been discussing this since, what, 1030 on the phone? Well, you know what? For the first time I logged on and you guys weren't on, I was like, damn, I'm way too early. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I, did, I did do that today. I was like, whoa. I got up and just did some good one. Got me a drink for nothing. You know, like I can't be this early. <laughs> Wait a second here. I'm curious. And we have a trade that just came down. It's a big one. Before that, though, you were saying about the validity. I just threw something out. If you expand on that, though, for us, for, especially for the people who probably look at a team like the Eagles coming into tonight and just see on the surface all of these injuries, but probably don't realize that they're probably more accustomed to it than not. Yeah, I mean, they're used to working with a lot less and, and pulling potential from players that did that really shouldn't have any business on the field. You know, especially when you when you look at um the fact that you have a, 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 a offensive coordinator slash head coach who hasn't had weapons for the past two and a half years and, and been able to go out there and, and work with them enough to win games and get into the playoffs. And you're actually a defensive guy who – had to play defense without corners. He now has corners, and you know he has to change his coaching style also in order to you know accommodate players that can actually cover. Those are all things that these guys are used to. They're used to not having enough, but pulling whatever they do have out of the players that they have. So I mean that can be an advantage when you have somebody like you know Dallas at this point. And it's a, it's a, it's a dumpster fire. They don't know how to pull the reins in. They don't understand how to do it because we all know their head coach jump ship they got him out of there because he couldn't get his team calmed down in green bay he couldn't get his his quarterback in order so they're not used to this type of turmoil i mean it's, it's, it's like the eagles are used to playing in organized chaos and, and it was helped them out all right that's a good case I, I like that you know i mean it's true it's not like you're just making you know you're making up a scenario it, this right. is facts <laughs> uh and they're gonna get lane johnson back tonight and that's the thing i'm wondering they get two players back tonight that are our key key components. Okay. The Eagles tend to lose when Lane Johnson doesn't play football games. Okay. That's 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 another fact. 
Um, how long can do you think he goes? Is this one of these games where Lane comes in, he's gutting it out, he knows he should wait until the Dallas game, but he knows his team needs him, so he's going to try to gut it out, but he lasts a series. Deshaun Jackson, soft tissue injuries for an older player that relies on speed, uh, you know, as his major element. He, he takes one cut, you know, trying to break free, and boom, there goes the hamstring again. And here we are back to square one. That's that's the history yeah. of what, what we've been going through. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is commonplace. And, you know, I mean, you, you saw the quote that Lane gave. Lane was like, look, my quarterback leads me. He shouldn't yeah. be getting his head kicked in like that. So, I mean, this is, you know, he, he's got to come back and fight for his quarterback. And, and it just comes from, like I said, the last two games on Carson Wentz, giving this fan base and his players uh, on the team, seeing him out there gutting it out, trying to give everything he can, fighting, scratching, and clawing for every single yard, showing that he's still vested uh, in the game that he was eventually, you know, that he was losing, I mean, by losing by a lot, and he's still out there giving total effort, trying to, you know, get his fan base going, get his players going, and they're starting to buy into it. And when you have guys coming back just because your quarterback, the leader of your team is fighting like that, it puts you in a better situation as far as mentality of the team in its, in its entirety because they're ready to, to rock and roll just like their quarterback. Think about that, all right? What you both, and I'm surprised, but you pulled Harry over farther than I thought we could in the first 10 minutes of the program. But think about what you just de- described, and now look at the opposite team. They're reeling right now. They down Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley. Guys have been banged up on the offensive line, defense. They've missed a couple of people as well. And they've got the fake tough Belichick clone from New England up there. And it never works. Nobody can ever duplicate what Bill does. They try. They try. Now, Flores is doing something, right? But for the most part, they try. And I I I think Flores is doing a great job. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he seems to be one of the few, if maybe the only one, who right away now, Vrabel is different because yeah. he barely was there as a coach so much as he was a player. But, yes, you look at the direct chain. Joe Judge, this is year one for him, man. You can't expect anybody realistically to step in and be some calming, soothing cloud of it's going to be okay. Don't worry, guys. We're going to get through this or however he would. Think of the difference. Just look at the difference of chaos. It's great. You talk about organized chaos, being able to handle it versus new chaos, and that's the Giants, new chaos. I, I just I don't trust New York to do anything well tonight at all. Well, it's organized chaos with the Eagles, but there was also expectation with the Eagles. With the Giants, right. you talk about new chaos. There was no expectations this well, season. You know, you're right? right. You're right about that. You're right about that because he came what? in like a totalitarian, though. I mean, he came in like <laughs> running guys. That's only that's only gonna last for a little while, man. Especially when you're losing, ain't nobody mm-hmm. gonna run now that you've been losing. <laughs> well, that's true. That. Everybody was all upset. Joe Judge changed everything around in practice. Now you're right, though, Harry. The expectations weren't there to win the Super Bowl, but they were a legit dark horse candidate to compete with that offense. I mean, think about it. They everybody healthy. This mm-hmm. was supposed to be a big year for Daniel Jones. Right. This was supposed to be an increased season where he starts to step up and becomes more of a household name in the NFL. Instead, he stinks. Daniel Jones has 18 starts in the league, and he has thrown 18 interceptions. That needs to continue tonight. The, the Eagles defense needs to step up and make one or two turnovers and give Carson a short field. The only way they'll do that, though, they got to get uh, they got to get some guys on that defensive line going. You know, Malik Jackson is out. And he's, he's out. 
he's been he's been a force uh on that defensive line now they spent a whole lot of money man on that interior of that defensive line and I'm, I'm looking for some dividends to be paid right now fletcher cox you know? night tonight i know he's not 100 percent either but now what what's this trade you were talking about a time right. it's a great way to segue so what we'll do is we'll, we'll take a quick timeout. we're live on the stream phillyvoice.com slash the middle we don't break there we'll be back on the network to talk about this big trade the rich get richer and boy did this one team need it now it's not the age of you know newspapers so you can get on your phone you can see it we'll talk about it in depth when we get back but Yannick and Godway was traded from Minnesota to Baltimore wow and that is a yes that's wow the, that is the right reaction right there is wow oh. so we'll hit on that coming up next it's the middle on phillyvoice.com slash the middle and sports map radio The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is, number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, While we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us. And we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case, but also throughout the client's life. This is huge. This trade is pretty big, man. I can't believe it. Right. That's the Vikings giving up on a season. Yeah. Right. Now, I wonder who else we can take from that team. They've got some decent linemen. Well, there's a lineman that just got cut by the Bills that they signed to an extension not too long ago, $15 million extension, and they just cut him. His name, let's see. Oh, the guard, Um, right? What's that? Yeah, I think he's a guard, right? Yeah, he's a guard. If this damn computer would just freaking work. Um, Quentin Spain. He's a former starting guard. He was replaced in the lineup by Cody Ford after week two, and they just let him go. So, I mean, the Eagles, Cowboys, I you know, guaranteed Cowboys or the Eagles probably pick him up, right? Right. That's what I would suspect so. Cowboys or Eagles. I mean, yeah. Really, whoever feels – I think it's a, a race to whoever gets to him first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they both need him. You know, maybe uh, maybe the coaching staff up there with their familiarity with Philadelphia gives Howie an inside track to get the deal to that, get him. Yeah, that would I be, mean, definitely need that, right. I mean, he's, out, he's, he's free, but they can get the inside on him from, from uh, their staff. Right. It's not that you have to trade for him. This is total tank mode here. Mm-hmm. Total tank. All right, we're back in 25 seconds. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Harry like in the oh, who not who cares? Who does Harry like in the oh the Zozo? Yeah, who do you you got 10 seconds? Who do you like? I took Matt Wolf and I took Patrick Reed and Richie Warensky. Or three guys that I looked at this week. We'll get back to that. 
You're listening to the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios with way more than the scores. Here's Aton Shander. Fever is a leading symptom of the coronavirus, so take your temperature twice a day with the Exogen Temporal Scanner. It's quick and easy to use, and its accuracy is backed by more than 80 clinical studies. Have your family start and end their day with the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Your family can take their temperatures in seconds to know where they stand in the fight against COVID-19. Protect your family from the spread of this deadly disease and stay safe. With Exergen, Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays, I'm Aton Shander. We're live on phillyvoice.com slash the middle where you can watch, you can listen as you are now across all sports map radio platforms. And this trade that came down where Yannick has been dealt from Minnesota to Baltimore. And we talked about this a little bit in the break just now from Minnesota standpoint. We can get back to tank mode in a second, guys, but Baltimore already as we saw up close and personal last week baltimore's defense especially their pass rush mm-hmm. is beyond legit they're one of the top pass rushing teams in the nfl you talk about rich getting richer my goodness they're in attack well, mode i mean yeah, they're they ready are. to go out there and play man they're trying to win you know they're trying they're trying to get somebody that can help them beat this kansas city team it's and exactly Yannick it. and Yakway, he can do that that's you know, exactly he can put it, enough Barrett. pressure that number 15 so he can, he can, in Kansas City. Exactly. You know, there, yeah, there's, team, there's teams around the AFC are trying to figure out how do we beat that guy. Yep. Let me ask you So then. you have to invest. Yes. You've invested. Okay, so there are really two ways to look at this. And I don't know if Baltimore's done. I don't know how the hell they can get this next thing done. But I don't know if they're finished, I should say, making moves. Because, yes, everything in the AFC now, this is the new Brady. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he's the best of all time or that he will be the best of all time, but everything in the AFC East and then the AFC was about building a defense to get to Brady. Now, to your guy's point, and I agree with it wholeheartedly, this is about Mahomes. With that said, and it's no knock on Hollywood Brown by any means, but with that said, Lamar could really use some help. Yes, he needs more. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if they missed an opportunity to land Julio Jones instead getting Yannick. Now, again, Yannick is not a bad trade, right? It's not like they messed up, but I think it might have been one or the other. There's no way they could still make a deal for Julio, right? Well, I I don't know. Maybe they get A.J. Green. Yeah, that's a possibility also. He'll probably be moved. But you you have to look at um, that offense and and, and really diagnose what that offense brings to the table. They're not going to light it up in the air anyways. Um, they understand that, you know, he's limited uh, in how he runs the offense. So his offensive prowess comes in running the ball, the threat of running the ball and giving you, um, you know, the running attack to open up the run. I mean, open up the pass. And they need small, fast receivers like they have. Uh, he's just having a bad year right now. But, I mean, not a bad year, just an okay year. But given, you know, what 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 I saw this last week, He's he's about to turn a corner and, and becoming a better player as far as, you know, running that offense with the with the read pass option, as opposed to them just trying to push the ball down the field 
as a pocket passer. Is it pretty much fair to say to say that you know we're we're a defense? We're trying to hold Kansas City under thirty points. That gives us our best chance to win. Yeah, like if you can hold them to 27, 28, you got a chance. Yep, you can generate pressure. Have a chance. What's that? Does anybody really have a chance at doing that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm not saying there's a chance. I mean, I, I don't know. Is that even pot? Let's think about this. Is that even possible? And I'm not talking about on a weekly basis. Yeah, Kansas City has not looked as stellar as when Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns. I get that, mm-hmm. but they still have an incredibly difficult offense. We haven't even seen how Andy Reid integrates Le'Veon Bell now. Right. That's going to happen this Sunday. I, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if maybe instead of trying to load up on defense, if you're better off trying to outscore this team. I don't know if either are possible, to be honest with you. Right. I mean, with Tennessee, Tennessee's ball control, right? That's their that's their way of trying to deal with, with Mahomes and Kansas City. Keep them on the sideline, churn first downs with the big back and a couple of third down completions by Tannehill, and they got a pretty good defense, and, you know, we'll take our chances with it. That's, that's exactly their- what the uh, Ravens are going to do. They're going to do the same thing. You know, slow things down a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, put themselves in position where, you know, he gets antsy and wants to wants to press and, you know, and, and, and put the ball up, you know, and make them make mistakes. That's the only way you can keep them on the sideline and you just grind it on out with the run, grind mm-hmm. it on out with the run. Because if you try to go score for score with him, you can't do that. He has too many weapons, too much speed, you know, in, in at the wide receiver position. And now they have a running back that's worth his salt too. Right. They're going to be a tough team to play against. What is the fantasy implications, Aton, on Edwards Alaire with Le'Veon Bell coming in? 610. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, and, and I might as well just do that right now and see so people can see this here on the screen. 800 224 2004 is a way that you could call up theoretically and answer. Harry's question. I don't think it does anything, to be honest with you. I, I think they're going to have so many possessions in a game, yeah. especially if they're de- – think about this. If their defense gets a stop or a turnover, that's like compounding the already ridiculous amount of possessions they'll get. So I, I think Edwards Hilaire and Bell are going to feast. And here's another thing, too. You can keep them on the field at the same time. You can have mm-hmm. Edwards Hilaire in the backfield, and you could basically split Bell out. I mean, you could do whatever you want with Le- – Le'Veon Bell could be a slot receiver. At this right. Point. It's crazy. He, he he's made his uh he he's made his money at being that type of a player, you know. So I mean, it's you know the sky's the limit for Andy because you know how he's always been an innovator in, in different uh different backfield sets and you know personnel packages. You know he brings so much to the table that they work on so much you know nonsense. Uh, I mean, it's going to be hard to stop you know anything they're trying to do. The only way you could stop their offense really is to keep their offense off the field. I mean, it's hard enough trying to stop Kelsey. But let alone, you know, you know, the rest of the weapons that they have. So, all right, I'm curious because we got this at the break here, and we were just coming in towards the end, rejoined by Sports Map Radio, and we'll be back coming up in four minutes to really hit hard this big latest movement, if you will, in the NFL, and how there's a ripple effect in Minnesota. There's also news about Thursday night tonight. There's a player that the Giants are going with for the first time in a little bit. So we've got that to talk about. But John Shelton on the stream wants some expert insight from Harry (laughs) 
on the Zozo this weekend. I don't even know if you know what the Zozo is, Barrett. You're probably thinking it's something like me, completely different, but there is golf. I know it's pre-masters, but there is golf. Now, we got about 40 seconds or so here on the network, if you can break it all down. All right, well, first of all, John Shelton needs to go uh, download the Swing It and Ding It podcast because we break that stuff down each and every week. Available on iTunes, iHeart, all those platforms. But I'll tell you, I took Richie Wierenski, I took uh, Matt Wolf, and Patrick Reed were three plays that I had this week. In the right. Zozo. Are you going to play? I don't know what the hell you're talking about. No, no. This is, this, we're speaking in tongues here to Barrett. Why is it called the Zozo? It's a, a Japanese, it's a Japanese company. It's normally uh, a, a tournament that's played in Japan, but because of COVID, they moved it to the United States. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Tiger won it last year. I thought it might have to do with Alonzo Mourning. No. The Zozo. <laughs> From deep. Yes. Zozo. From deep. He's got it. All right, we're back on the network. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Zozo from deep. (laughs) Zozo. Sounds like some DJ, doesn't it? Like one of those uh, DJs. DJ. Right, right. House party. Right. Who's DJing tonight? Zozo. Man, I'm there. (laughs) I saw him in Vegas, man. It was off the the hook. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's got like, you know, one of these shows where you see him with the the lights right on his head. Right, right, right. <laughs> like a million people there. He's wearing like bunny ears and stuff, and everybody's everybody's on drugs. With the laser lights going all over the place. Yeah, a little man. bit of skinny dude, you know, jumping next to Shaq. Yeah. He's next to Diesel, you know, right. DJ Diesel kicking it. Oh, yeah. Actually, I saw, it's so funny you brought that up. I saw that last night. Somebody retweeted that into my timeline. There's a DJ Shaq. Like, does he do this? Is he? Is this like DJ old- Diesel? Yeah, yeah, DJ, yeah, but he wasn't playing like his like hip hop stuff. He was no, techno, he's playing. Though. He's a legit, like world renowned DJ. Like he 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 sells out arenas. Wow, being a DJ. Yeah, these guys make big money, man. He's oh man, they really do. It's ridiculous. I mean, they got people surfing, you know, fans surfing, you know, he's jumping around, you know, he's got a, you know, tank top on, just kicking it. You know, it's, it's wild. I mean, wild, wild, wild. I did it. I mean, I went, I went to one, it was in uh, Vegas, like four, maybe four years ago. Mm-hmm. I said, this can't be, I mean, this club was packed. I mean, super, it was so packed. It was wall to wall. You couldn't even move. You know I mean? It was, it was, a, it was a, it was a fire waiting to happen. Man. It was a fire hazard, no question. But he had it rocking, rocking, rocking. He let me go on the stage with him. He was rocking it. Wow. Mm. No, it wasn't, it wasn't L.A. It was um, New Orleans. It was in New Orleans. Okay. Unbelievable. Wow, man. Wow. That's that's something else. By the way, how do we get the Reba segment from yesterday on a on a little cut that we can release? Uh, we'll, we'll get him going. We're what uh, was in the second hour, wasn't it? I think it was the second hour, second segment. Yeah, we just yeah. Let it, that's fine. Our our buddy Xander and Cal, who are doing a fantastic job cutting everything and posting everything, we've got the middle Twitter account, so they can right. jump on it for sure. Just got to get, yeah, we just have to remember the, t- the time. I think it was like the second segment, right? We started in the break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything starts in the break. That's how it usually works. We started in the break, and then we See, went from there. We think we're safe in the break, but it always, no. you know, pushes something else into Never. the break. The break is very dangerous, Barrett. <laughs> very dangerous. That's how the fishing thing came and everything else. <laughs> Amazing, man. Amazing. Battle of the tuna. 
right, How about right. Brandon Lowe last night? Two bombs. Blake Snell. I noticed you guys are – you Dodger guys are quiet. I took – actually, I took Tampa on the money line last night just because I figured it was going to be their one opportunity to do it. Yeah. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Fever is the leading sign of COVID-19, so use an accurate thermometer for twice-daily temperature checks. Protect your loved ones with the Exergen Temporal Scanner. It takes an accurate reading in seconds, and it's the only home thermometer used and recommended by hospitals, physicians, and clinics. Stay safe with Exergen. Barrett Brooks, Aton Shender, Harry Mays, at Harry Mays TU, at B Brooks 72 nbcs and that's Shander's show for me. The big move that came down in the NFL today ahead of the trade deadline is Yannick being gone from Minnesota, arriving in Baltimore. And that begs the question now about what Minnesota can do. Harry, of course, slid this in at the end of the break about his Tampa Bay Rays (laughs) evening up the series last night. Thanks to Mr. Lowe's two jacks, Barrett. Well, according to Ricky Bowe, they're still bottom feeders, so I'm still Mm. going with Dodgers. You know, they (laughs) remember they were that was their battle cry. Tampa, you know, we had Peter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Tampa's battle cry. You know, just like you know, the Eagles had you know the underdogs, the the you know, the dog mask. Mm-hmm. They're bottom feeders, you know, and and you know, my NBC cohort Ricky Bo called them bottom feeders, and from that point on, they wear their t-shirts and they go out there and continually kick ass. You know, from being bottom feeders. Well, they had to get that one last night with Snell on the mound against. Uh, um, well, the Dodger guy didn't even last uh, in an inning, did he? No, he was yeah. bombed. But that so, was the game. You had to bounce back. Yeah. yeah. Now, as it's almost like we were talking about something and we spoke it into existence because Des Bryant is officially back in the NFL. Is that for real? For yeah. real? This is Rap Sheet. Rap Sheet is back from his suspension. I Remember? thought, yeah, I thought he was in timeout. He got let out. Good behavior. <laughs> <laughs> he did his time, and now he's out. All right. Okay. He cut a deal with the DA, and he's back on the street. <laughs> According to Rap Sheet, the Ravens plan to sign veteran wide receiver Des Bryant to the practice squad if his workout goes well and passes a physical. Baltimore worked out Bryant in August, so this is a check-in. Mm. He should land in Baltimore finally. This means two things: one, Des is back in the league, and two, Baltimore was an odds-on favorite if you buy into the global market stuff, to land Antonio Brown, if Brown got signed, well, that's mm. out. And now we've got a Dez signing. This actually could work. As crazy as this sounds, this could work. He's a possession receiver. He'll be perfect for what he tries to do. If you want to dump it down and get some tough yards, he'll be the guy to go to. Consistent catcher, great hands. I mean, this, he's almost the perfect piece for him. You know, going forward, they have somebody now that can be a real possession receiver. Like I said, those other guys that they have, like Brown and them, they're they're just speed guys. Try to get out, you know, just get out, get up and get out the way. Brown will give them that you know, almost like a tight end esque type of receiver. Hmm. That's uh, that you know, he's just a a guy that's gonna go out there and give you physical play at the wide receiver position. Well, I'm seeing regarding Antonio Brown, it looks like the Seahawks are in the lead to bring him back. They always are, aren't they? Yeah, right. Crazy? Like they're always in the mix for anybody. Mm-hmm. It could be Joe Namath in thinking about coming back in the NFL. Right. You know, there's a report from Ed Werder that says, hey, just oh, John Clayton leaks this out. Seattle is in the mix to sign right. 
what doesn't make any sense yeah. but yes you're right now here's the thing why why my thing would be do you really need to add anybody to that offense that's led by DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, two more than capable and competent wide receivers? No, I think the Ravens should go get him. After they signed Dez. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what Dez has got left or if he's even going to pass the physical. It sounded like a lot of ifs in that rap sheet tweet. Like, if he does this, if he does that, if the workout goes well and he passes a physical and, you know, what what is, I don't know. He's been out of the league a while, man. I mean, that, that's tough to do. I'm surprised the Eagles didn't sign him, you know, because we're known from going to get old guys that are bandaged <laughs> up and, you know, bring him into our to the fold. You know what I mean? No, they're going to make they'll make a trade for Ross from Cincinnati, who's been hurt every day since he got in the league. That's the perfect guy for them. He doesn't even know how to catch, man. He he had he had a problem catching back when he was at Washington. I know, but he has but, speed. but he's just. I mean, he's we're talking about four four two something speed. He's yeah. legit speed, you know, and that's why you know I got caught all of. With the umbrella of uh, you know, the, the DB we had got him a second round. He was hurt. What was his name? You know, he leaves the fold. I don't even know his name anymore. Um, Sidney Jones. Sidney yeah. Jones. Yeah. yeah, I was like, man, if he used to cover him all the time, he'd be good. He should be good. He covered Ross all day. Well, those two were brother-in-law and out there on practice. They weren't covering each other or running routes. They were just playing around or something. This is wild, man. In the span of an hour, not even a full hour for us. We've had a trade both in Baltimore. Now, to be fair, Yannick is going to make 10 times the impact, at least right away, that Dez would make. But it is a crazy story. I mean, Dez is not old. I think people look at him and think, well, his, his time is past. He's the same age as A.J. Green. Yeah, but how many years has he been out of the league? Well, he's been out two years, right? It's got to be at least two, right? Yeah, two years. He uh, then he went to uh, the Saints and um, yes. the second day of practice. He got hurt. 18, yeah, he, 19 he does, with years he was out. So now yeah. it was an Achilles, wasn't it? He, he was there. He was there for two practices, and the last play of practice, he rips his Achilles or something like that. You know. That's but I mean, I, I, you know, option according to John Shelton again. To now, I, I guarantee. Uh, look, if To came out and said, "I want to play in the NFL," mm -hmm. I would bet money, my own money, not even Harry or Barrett's money. I'd bet my own money that in a matter of an hour. Somebody is coming out. The Seahawks are interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they've already did that though. He's already been there before. He's already crossed that bridge and burned. Yeah, it. right. Uh, and and then Chad Johnson puts a tweet out, says, "Hey, I'm available too." Right. <laughs> well, think about it. You know, who else could come back right now? Who else? Des Bryant is on his way back to the NFL. He's going to mm -hmm. sign as a practice squad receiver. The obvious, of course, is Antonio Brown. Right. Antonio Brown is looking hard now to get back in the league. Okay, that's an obvious name. Take him off any type of list. But who could T.O. or Chad Johnson? Like, how about, Bar how about Barrett Brooks come back to the Eagles? I that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, they'll tear my ass up out there. Them young guys run circles around me. Come on, man. You're better than Toth. I wouldn't do. Brown, oh, I, right? I wouldn't be worse than Brown. How do you? They cut him immediately. I'm so proud of the, uh, the Eagles for yeah. doing that. I'm proud that he. They took a stand. You will not get our quarterback killed like that again. You're out of here, son. <laughs> out of here. Well, I'm saying oh. that 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 Buffalo Bills guard is available. Uh, I, I, Spain. I, look into it. Yep. I mean, you know, he, he they just cut him. Right. But now, are you calling him? Um, 
Yannick because you can't pronounce Ngakwe, or is he like a soccer player to you that is good enough to be called by his first name only? It's not <laughs> that I can't pronounce Ngakwe. It's that I feel like a lot of people can't mm-hmm. and therefore won't recognize that name. So it's almost it's not like he's share status. Right. Where he has deserved his well, own Ronaldo. Name. Right. Right. That's probably yeah, because you yeah. went soccer, so I should have stayed soccer and not gone share. But I do think, right, that we're talking about a guy who's probably just more known yeah, as Yannick right. than Yannick Ngakwe or just Ngakwe or that guy who was disgruntled in Jacksonville. Although Cher on that battleship, on that video that she did a ton of years ago, man, I still go back to that. Which Now that, we got Cher. Just, yeah. Now we, we transfer. If I can turn Cher. back time, isn't that the song? Oh, yes. I'm familiar th- with the song. I'm not I think she, I think the, no, hold on, let me look it up. Are you really right now? Yeah. Are, are you that in on the share video? Like, I couldn't tell you a share. The only time I could tell you anything with share would be on screen would be Moonstruck and then Mask. Moonstruck was tremendous. Moonstruck is an all time. Now, Mask is one of the more underrated movies you'll ever see. Yeah. I haven't seen Moonstruck, but I have seen Mask. Mask, right? Right. Now, yeah. Is a, she is fantastic. Like, She's you, great. She's such an underrated actress in, in those right. two that, you know, but I can't tell you what she was doing. in a Dude, I used to watch the Sonny and Cher show as a kid, like a <laughs> seven, eight year old. That's one show I never wanted. Yeah. To yeah. At. If I could turn back time, it was on this battleship. I'm watching it right now. Wait a second. Hold on. Barrett, you're telling me that you would voluntarily seek out Reba, but you've never caught an episode of Sonny and Cher. I told you I just got pulled in, man. I was changing the channel, and and and, and I, you know I, you know I just start doing something. You look up at the channel, and you just get pulled into the red hair, man. It's just like it was drawing me in, and all of a sudden I'm like mm-hmm. I'm laughing, and a couple of them I'm laughing, you know, a little. I'm like, wait a minute, this is good TV. I'm laughing at this, yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> Next thing you, <laughs> I've break. I caught news. it again. Good. Bad news coming out from what? Yep. Yep. I know, as Barrett said, he was very happy and proud, as was I and Harry and everybody else of the Eagles, immediately turning around and cutting Jamone Brown. They signed him to the practice squad, didn't and they? And now they've just elevated him from the practice squad to the active roster. No. Yes. <laughs> this is the worst offensive line performance you'll ever see that happened this past week. Yes. I mean, the whole city <laughs> just got hit with that Price is Right buzzer. Boom, yeah. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> wow. Well, I cannot that's, believe that's how bad it is. Carson's pissed right now. Carson is pissed off. I'm telling you, man. Has I mean, that, that was that was by far the worst performance I've seen out of an office lineman in my life. All right, in my uh, life. Let's look at uh, Jalen Hurts and his involvement in tonight's game. Obviously, they're you know, they're putting packages in there and, you know, they're they're sort of forcing the issue just to get him in the game because they've you know, run these plays in practice and they've got, a you know, a series that he's going to be on the field. Do you think tonight there's more Jalen Hurts than we've than we've seen thus far this season? It has to be. You know, I think he, so, he, too. He's a spark plug, not necessarily um, uh, because, you know, they feel as though he's um, he, he's doing anything special outside of, you know, what the regular offense is doing. I think it's more so um, he jump-started that offense and got it going. And it kind of, you know, kind of put 
you know, defense on their heels when he was in the game. So you have to give him something. You have to make him more available as a, a weapon, not necessarily a yeah. quarterback, but as a weapon on the field. As, and the Giants you know, and, dealing with a short week don't have a lot of time, the normal time right. to prepare for maybe an additional package for Jalen Hurts or him in the red zone or whatever. Yeah. That will yeah. be perfect. Yep. I guess the concern I have, and it always comes down to this, right, is you really, if you're the coach and you're executing a package or you're executing more plays for Hertz, which I don't necessarily have a problem with, but you really need timing. You mm -hmm. really need to be able to insert it at the right time so that you don't derail Carson, who the team is not going to win if Carson can't get consistent. And he reminds me a lot of, and I fall into this category, Harry, I'm sure you play with people like this as well. Maybe Barrett is like me where, you know, you just, you show up to the course, you don't hit a couple of balls. You just go right out there, you tee off. And then by hole seven or eight, you start to find a little bit of a groove, even mm -hmm. if that means that you just bogey or double bogey as opposed to picking up, but it's a slow, he's such a slow starter as is. I don't want to take anything away from Carson. <laughs> yeah. It's a fair what point. Yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about the guys that come in hot right from their car. They pull the uh, the bag out of their trunk. They're putting the shoes on on their in the in the parking lot and running to the first tee. Yeah, you know who that you know who that is. Is that you? That, no, that's Coy Detmer. Oh yeah, Coy Detmer. You look at him. His he he has the worst body you can ever look at. You know, he's got the the beard neck. You know, he's getting out the car. He might have jean shorts on to play golf. You know, he's playing in cleats instead of golf shoes. And he goes down and he rips one for like 320 yards. I mean, he's a phenomenal golfer. Really? I mean, he's a great golfer, man. And you look at him, he's like, he's got on a T-shirt, you know, it's supposed to be a V-neck collar, but it's like a U-neck, you know, it's all stretched out and stuff, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, jean shorts on, you know, I mean, he, he hadn't shaved in about 20 years and he just gets out there playing in his cleats and he's out there balling, man. He, he, he made, he's, he's a scratch golfer. There's no question. He's a scratch wow. golfer. That's amazing. All right. We're going to wrap the hour coming up next on uh, the network. I have a question regarding art. How's this hour going by so fast? I haven't said anything. You, man. This this thing fly. You better jump in. Harry's going to soak up all the time here. You know, there's <laughs> on Sports Map Radio and phillyvoice.com slash the middle. The philosophy that guides my work as an attorney is number one, that we are in place of a position of trust. And that trust provides a certain obligation upon us that we must um, fulfill for each and every client. That a client just simply isn't another number. Uh, while we may have many cases here, um, the client only has one. And they deserve the utmost attention, information, and a full and candid um, relay of the aspects of their litigation, and for us to be available for questions. We understand that the questions involved in litigation go beyond the case. Uh, the, the clients often have many challenges that they have to face as a result of the um, incident that led them to us, and we must first and foremost appreciate that and make sure that we're there to help throughout not only the case but also throughout the client's life. All right, two minutes, and we're back. Then we've got probably like three minutes probably not even like two minutes and then we've got that long thing to stretch. So whatever we can start, we can finish there too. I can't believe Brown is on the active roster, man. Me neither. That is crazy. Yeah, that is right. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm trying to think of this here. If we had, I was saying, uh, I was going to read Peralta's text too. He's How about on. Alshon Jeffrey getting hurt again? Is he hurt? No, what happened? Yeah. yeah, apparently he got hurt without even playing. I'm like reading Mike Garofalo's uh, Twitter. The Eagles have ruled out wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey and added a calf injury to his previous foot injury. I'm told it's a minor strain, but that's the reason he's out versus the Giants. They expect to ramp him up to play next week against the Cowboys. Wow. That, that might be an excuse, man. They, Dude, what is up with that guy? What What's the ex- – and I'm not – I'm just trying to figure out what the excuse on that he's just not healthy or that – I mean, it was an illness a couple of weeks ago. Didn't he? He got sick or something? Yep, he was sick. I don't think he wants to play. I mean, you know. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily if he wants to play. Uh, or if he just I, doesn't I, want to play here anymore. That that might be the case right there. That 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 just might be why he's not doing it. You know, it's amazing. I you know I I've never had that type of. Um, I I never felt when I was on the team and I was collecting the check. I never felt like you know I didn't want to be on that team. I mean, I loved every owner I played for. Mm-hmm. Period. Point blank. So I never had that feeling. I mean, as long as I was getting a check, I'm gonna go out there and ball. But you know, guys just playing like I don't, I don't know. I never had it before. Scratching beneath the surface. It's the second level on the SportsMap Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Barrett Brooks, Harry Mays as well. We'll be back in our second hour. We've got a lot, including a, an update on this Thursday night game. And I know that there are probably people thinking, well, is there going to be any value? Is there going to be an entertainment value? This will probably be a closer game, at least for the first part, as people think. Now, I did have this question. I wanted to get out real quick because I don't understand this concept. And I brought up a fishing story the other day, and it took fire because both of these guys are professional tuna hunters. Not me. No. Big tuna. <laughs> Big tuna or deadly tuna or, or something like that. Barrett oh, you, fishes. Yeah, you, 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 you talking about wicked tuna? Wicked. Yeah, wicked tuna. Uh, Barrett yeah, fishes at uh, water hazards in your local golf course. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid to bring up the Huntington Valley because <laughs> I'll turn around and guy will be fishing for guppies. Oh, uh, you'll get thrown out. <laughs> right. well, I haven't been thrown out yet, Harry. To be fair. No, I, I will. Say, okay, so have you ever bought? And probably Barrett more so than Harry. I can't imagine Harry would spend a bunch of money on a piece of artwork. But what's the oh. like? Have you ever bought an expensive piece of art, either one of you? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay, there was a $10 million Banksy painting. $10 million. Who's paying $10 million for a painting? Somebody that's got, you know, $500 million. <laughs> right. You know? What do you, what do you, is it a status symbol? You bring people over and say, hey, look at this Banksy. Yeah. Which is basically the Monet, the famous Monet. Instead of it just being with the lilies under the bridge, he put carts and a orange cone on there. Oh, jeez, bro, that's just that's just like the 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 living room that you can't go in. Well, I can't. Well, in my house, I got a living room I can't go in. It's got white furniture. <laughs> Why the hell would you buy white furniture? She bought white furniture, and I don't go and in you're there. Not allowed. 
no, no, no. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I just walk past it. You know. You say don't pass go. Don't pass that damn living room. You be right. in trouble, bro. Coming up in the break, we're gonna hear from Harry about the what would you call this artwork that you bought? This expensive artwork. I'll go take pictures of them uh, during the break. How about that? <laughs> well, that's fine. I mean, all I, right. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, what what would it be? Is it a, a piece of wood? No, no, it's paintings. Oh, paintings. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot of walls to cover up here, man. It's on. He's really proud of it, too, man. Look at him. He's proud of it. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.